Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Well, welcome back to uh, Rick Hunter and Patrick Mead. We're going through the Gospels. We're, just, we're calling them Just Jesus Stories. And it's a play on words. We're focusing on Jesus because that's what our safe harbor does. We focus on Jesus. We leave the rest for you to sort out. But the personhood, the identity, the, the work of Jesus, that is crucial. It's central to our faith. So, but we also mean it in the sense that the world needs justice. And we can only find justice in the, the life and teaching of Jesus and becoming amenable to that. And we're entering a chapter in Mark where um, he, he gathers a few parables together. Matthew will do this later, but uh, the big one, uh, the one we all knew about when we went to Bible school or vacation Bible school, is a parable of the sower. So um, it's rather long. And now what version of the Bible are you using to read today? The, the uh, New King James Version. Okay, New King James Version. I'm using the NIV of 2011. So I think that's the latest revision in the United States. Um, so what I'm, I'll tell you what, I will read down through um, 1 through 9. And then would you read from 10 through 20? And that'll be the, all right? They can hear two voices then. Now, again... Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. We've seen that before. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Beginning at verse 10, but when he was alone... Those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside all things come in parables. So that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves and are so 
and are so endure only and so and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. All right. By the way, I love this parable because Jesus goes ahead and tells us what it meant. Uh, and it would be helpful if he did that all the time. Okay. But uh, he does refer back to a passage which bothers me, and that's in Isaiah 6, where God basically is saying um, to the people, well, to Isaiah, I want you to talk to the people, but I'm going to make sure the people don't hear. Uh, you know, who will I send? Who will go for us? Mm -hmm. I said, here am I, send me. And he said, go tell my people, you just keep listening, and, but you'll never get it. Keep seeing, but you'll never perceive. Make the heart of this people calloused and make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. And Isaiah cries out, how long? And it's long. It says, until the cities are ruined, there's no inhabitant left, everything's utterly forsaken. That's a very frightening passage. And I would imagine very frustrating to Isaiah as well, because just like to, to Jeremiah, you know, he told Jeremiah, you're never going to get a convert, but I want you to do this anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so that said, I don't know if we want to run down that rabbit hole or not. The, um, the parable in the, in the translation, explanation portion that she read, I'll tell you what I do with it in my head. And then if you want to address this Isaiah quote or wh wherever you want to go with it, uh, I'll follow your lead. I am a big proponent of every time I see the word, word, look to see if it means Jesus. Mm -hmm. Some people will say, no, 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 it means the scriptures. Well, please remember the only scriptures they had at this stage were the Old Testament. Uh, when Mark was compiled, they may have had a few books of, of Paul already written, but these had not been gathered. And therefore, what do we have here? I'd like to read this this way. Uh, the farmer sows Jesus. You know, some people are like the seed along the path where, the, where Jesus is sown. They hear Jesus, but Satan comes and takes away the Jesus. And I, I read it that way, and it, it becomes very contemporary to me. Mm -hmm. Because the word, Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And so um, I don't think I'm doing in damage to the text mm. to read that in. But I've said two things here. And you may, I think you made some notes if you wanted to leap in there. Yeah. You know, the, the, um, using Jesus does not, does not damage the text because that's what the word is uh, in Good. this sense. Okay. Uh, um, and even the validation of the word, the word was made flesh and yes. dwelt among us. And so, um, and it's just like, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm -hmm. 
if I said you shall know Jesus and Jesus shall set you free, do I do damage to that passage? Right. Okay, do you gotcha. understand? Okay, and so the, 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 that isn't it because that's where he's, he's driving them uh, um, and moving them. And, and of course, um, and then absolutely, um, when, when we look at the word, word here, we always have to be cognizant of exactly where, what is being said and what they're talking about because they don't have... They don't have 66 books in exactly. a form like this. Um, you know, they, they had writings, you know, on, on papyrus and mm -hmm. skins and stuff like that. And they have pieces of things. Uh, um, and, and so we have to, historians, as his, historical studiers of the Bible, historical critical method, we got to be able to look back and see what was exactly being said. Um, and especially in the case when we go back to Isaiah, one, because many things that were said in the prophets were designed for the nation of Israel as it moved through. Mm -hmm. many, of those, many of those also became the prophet to the church or the word to the church. And so we've got to be able to navigate in and find out, okay, is this, is this a national blessing to them or, or is it something, you know, does it come through in the church? And that's, that's important. But the, the word... A parable always, um, and he sp he spoke to them specifically now be because they're starting. You know, Jesus is 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 getting them ready for the time when he's not going to be here, and what's going to happen to him uh, because they're 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 going to witness all all of this, how they're going to treat him, what what they're going to do. And this parable that keeps telling, telling us, you know, is, is that I've got to get this teaching out there. They've got to hear it. But if their heart is with me, if they're following me, the seed will be planted in them. Those that want to destroy me and those that by, by context want to destroy you too, they will not understand or they will get roughed up or they won't clearly understand it. And then... And then also within that baggage is the fact that they didn't understand it based on the fact that they did not want Christ. So you have to, you have, to have that view in there also. There's some that did not understand because of, of, of ignorance. They just did not. And then there's some that, that willfully did not because if I do, it means that I have to acknowledge Christ this kind of way and I am not going to do that. Which okay. brings us back to what we've been discussing um, before, that, that bashing of the Spirit. I know what God wants me to do, you know, I know what I, but I am not going to do it. I, I am, the, 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 did, I don't know if we mentioned humanism, anything. We haven't yet. But, but this thing of, of God made me to be my own person and I'm going to be my own person come hell or high water. Uh, um, that, that only you know, that's not a total picture and a forever thing. You are who you are, but you are who you are in subjection to where the Lord wants you to go. And, and you shaping, you allowing yourself to be shaped around Christ so that you become another vessel in the world of his ministry and what he is, what he is doing. Excellent. Um, in, in Isaiah, I do not read that as God saying to the people, you're going to start not hearing. You're going to start not seeing. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm going to punish you for something I'm making you do. Mm -hmm. No, I think God was giving them a snapshot to show them 
why they were headed where they were headed. Because they had refused to see, refused to hear. Therefore, and he, God's going to go back retroactively and fix that. Every bus has a destination. They got on the wrong bus. And he's showing them, this is going to happen now. And when it happens, and you cry out, where is God? I need you to look back at your decisions. Mm-hmm. You, you allowed the birds to take him. You allowed the cares of this world to take him. You allowed other things. Uh, you would not put down roots. Now, the people that are listening to this particular class uh, are to be commended because they don't have to. You know, there's not a, a board or church board or an eldership that says, if you don't listen on Wednesdays, you're forsaking the assembly. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you're actually trying to get roots. But I want you to please understand something. You can never master, and I'm talking to them, not you. You've, you're, you're well ahead. Um, you will never master a subject unless you spend time with it intentionally and you make time to shove other things. Let them fall. You know, for example, my, I play guitar uh, and some other instruments. And my, none of my grands do because they're really into ball, whether it's soccer or basketball. They don't want to sit inside and put the time in that it takes to play guitar. Well, see, I don't go outside and put the time it takes to be good at basketball or soccer. You have to make a choice. We need to put our roots down so that we can, we were not going to be in Isaiah 6 people where he says, if you wonder where God is, where did you put him? You're the one that shelved him. And then once you see that, the parable illustrates the way that we tend to lose Jesus because you know, our heart has become rocky. Uh, we've not put roots down. We've not studied enough, not prayed enough, not not cared enough. And, and this isn't a shame thing. You know, we're not, we're not shaming anybody. We're all, we could all do better. And doing better is not going to save you. Jesus is. But he would like for us to get better. Um, but this one, the verse 19, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things. Come in and choke the word. That one, my brother, hits me right in the face. Mm-hmm. Worries of the life, deceitfulness of wealth. What, uh, and how's that phrased in, in the New King James? And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things. Okay, so it's really the same thing. Mm-hmm. We all know that, uh, as we'll find out later here, the common people heard Jesus gladly. Mm-hmm. The rich and powerful, not so much. They didn't need him. You know, they had wealth. They had power. Randy Harris said something to the effect of uh, many people are not looking forward to heaven because it's going to be a downgrade in their standard of living. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and Randy can say things with great wisdom that I could never pull off, uh, and that was one of them. But think about it. Um, how many uber-rich people are in the Word and constantly coming to, you know, around helping and charity? Some do. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Jobs, for example, famously did not believe in giving to charity at all and just didn't do it. Um, whereas Bill Gates believes in charity and gives millions and millions. Steve Jobs is more the norm of, you know, no, I got my stuff. 
you know, why should I give it to people that didn't work? Riches, and it's not just deceitfulness of wealth. Sometimes I don't have time to do good because I need to take care of all the stuff I've bought. My house, my phone, my car, my lawn, and we focus on that. The, the more, when we own something, we have to be very careful that it doesn't own us. So that's the verse that hit, leaps out and gets me the most. Because quite frankly, even though in American standards, I am middle, middle class. I'll never be looked upon as rich. The fact is, when you look at the history of the world, I'm far better off than Solomon. Solomon couldn't go buy a banana today. He couldn't have ice in his drink. Mm -hmm. But after a while, it begins to own you if you don't watch out. So, or at least that's my experience with me. Um, and then that, that phrase, desires for other things. Do you remember newspapers? They were fun, weren't they? <laughs> everybody, everybody had newspapers. And Sunday was the big one because all the ads and came. Mm -hmm. And I, my family did it. Every family I knew of that got Sunday paper did it. They go through the ads. And if somebody asked me, well, what are you looking for? I don't know what they got. There's that hole in us that we try to plug with stuff. Desire for, and it just doesn't fit. I think that's what C.S. Lewis had something um, that we all have a God-shaped vacuum, vacuum in our heart and only he will fill that. What, what insights yeah. do you want to bring to this? Um, or do you want to move you, on? You're, no, you're, you're spot on. Mm. And, and our culture, we're living in a culture and a time right now where, and it, not just right now, but this thing has been building to that where everything um, is glorifying the rich or the powerful, yep. regardless of how they came to rich and powerful, and regardless to whether they have anything healing and hopeful to say to a person. Yep. You, you know, and that whole cycle feeds itself uh, um, and in order to keep the whole cycle going, we go get this person, rich, powerful, influential, however, and we get them to say they use this product, and now we get everybody pushed onto that page that has no clue to whether this thing is any good or whether this person will really use it. That's and when we, when we talk about um, this restaurant, it's really good, and you know, it, it has... 15 Yelp things, and you don't know whether those are valid, yeah. you know, or, or not. And, and so people get, get propped up. Um, things get, get propped up. And that's part of our struggle in society, you know, right, right now is, is so much is propped up that we're looking for hope from people who don't have hope themselves. Wow, yes. They only have the illusion of hope or the illusion of pretty or the illusion of whatever because whatever you have, if you have something, there's somebody trying to take it from you. Mm -hmm. um, if you are att attractive, age is coming. Yeah. I mean, you know, and very few can push age way off. I mean, there are some that we, we see and, 
and say, man, alive, this person looks like the But those are very few. Yeah. And those who have, have influence, they know if I don't stay in front of this, if I don't stay in front of that, my influence um, you know, is gone. And, and so we're in a vicious spiral. Mm -hmm. You know, um, to where false things are propping up false things, but people are trying to live their life. Uh, then I can care less what the latest song out is. I hear it on the radio, I say, okay, I like it, but it's not going to make me reorient my whole life, or I say it is. And so, but we're, we're being sold that. In other words, that's what I'm trying to say. Culture is pushing us that, that way. And if we're not careful, and you know, we get caught up in it. That's why many parents, or some parents, a few parents maybe, limit the amount of exposure their children have to it. You know, and, and some parents are fine with that. Yeah. Some parents hear that and say, boy, you all are prudes over there. You yeah, just yeah. don't know what's going on. And you got you. And, and so they give their children more or less. But, but I think most people are trying to guide guide their, their, their children through. This is what Jesus is doing in these parables. He's trying to bring them, bring them through. Let, let them understand that, that, that what you're doing, you know, what you're doing for me does win. It is good. You're in a world where there's a lot of bad things that happen because of Satan, because of sin. And he says something, I don't, and I don't know if we really grabbed it, but I'm going to go back. But other seeds fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60 and 100-fold. This kind of reaping and increase would have been unimaginable to the people that heard That's a good point. This, this text. That the, the, most, the most that they probably would have, I mean, they would have been crazy happy if they got a, you know, just an eight percent, mm -hmm. and on a really good year, maybe ten, and that would have been it. And he's talking about thirty, sixty, a mm -hmm. hundredfold, and so he, he's talking things that how can how can you say you can do this for us? We can't see, and and so th there there had to be a walk with Jesus. There there had to be him doing the miracles they saw, as we mentioned um, some time ago, that. What Jesus was doing in those miracles, how he was moving through, how he was working, was letting them know that, that what I'm doing on, 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 the, on the outside of you has a direct relation to the inside of you. And this is another one of those testimonies right there because they couldn't hardly conceive of that. But he said, but, it, but with me, you're going to make a difference. And this lets us know that what's going on around us in society does not have to win the day. This does not... Even when we're at wit's end, we, we still have to believe what, you know, that Christ is leading us. This does not have to be. So, so keep, keep the focus. Keep moving with God. Keep allowing God to, to mold you. Uh, and as, we, as Safe Harbor, we do what we can with what we have to this right. thing right now. Um, and that's all Jesus is asking you to do. He, you know, God is over, this is his creation. If there has to be a massive move over here, and I have this little thing that I can only use here, he knows that, go do this thing, but it may connect with somebody somewhere else that connects with somebody else, right. and next thing you have a whole thing, but that's God's pulling it together in his, in his realm. You're absolutely right. We started all of this with a, uh, an iPhone and a tripod. You know, less than three years ago, 
and and look what happened. You know, God, God is the one who made it do what it does. Um, Listen to a few teachers this last year. Um, the first one told me something I had a hard time believing, so I always go check it up. He, he uh, taught seventh and eighth graders. I think that's called middle school. Um, and he asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said over 70% of them wanted to be a, a social media influencer, a star, you know, a TikTok star, a, um, an Instagram star, an Instagram model or something. Because that's where all the attention goes. And that's where all of the, and everybody wants to be that glittery object. In fact, we even call them stars. When somebody in Hollywood reads lines somebody else wrote, and another person is telling them how to dress and how to do it, we look at that person and call them a star. If you aim for the wrong stars, you, you crash. Uh, just over 20 years ago, one of the Kennedys, I believe his first name was John, and his wife were in his private plane flying back to Martha's Vineyard when they crashed and died. And when the uh, NTSB showed up, and they, it takes a long time to go through this process of figuring out what happened, they found that the plane was in perfect order. Every, the instruments were absolutely right. And they found that he was accelerating as he entered the water. But getting all the information together, they found out he wasn't watching his instruments. He was looking outside and thinking he was climbing toward the stars when he was actually accelerating toward the reflection of stars in the ocean. It, that hit me hard. Um, we need to trust the one, our instruments, the truth, Jesus. Not the stars. Because we might be thinking we're sailing upwards when you might not be at all. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody says that they're an influencer, I always think, not me. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm a cynical individual. And I don't want to be, but it seems to be in, inborn in me. And so if everybody's going to see a movie, I'll go, probably no good. You know, um, I don't mean to be a contrarian, but I want to see the evidence first. Mm -hmm. And that has actually come to help me in this age of instant stardom, instant, everybody's got to do this. Going, I have a king. I'll, I will listen to my king. I'm not saying that's sinful. I'm just saying I don't need to do it until my king tells me. Um, and you're right, though. The, the thing about, I also wanted to bring this up. This shocked me. I was years and years ago did a genetics course. And I'm not a geneticist, and so uh, this was really fascinating to me, but I needed that credit. They said that the corn that the Native Americans brought to the first Thanksgiving would have had less than a third of the kernels on it than ours does, and they would have been irregular because it took hundreds of years of intense, on-purpose breeding to change corn into that lovely thing. You know, it's one of my favorites. You were absolutely right, and I had never thought of it before. This would have sounded insane to them. That you can get this much back for every plant? You, you, you know people are looking at each other going, what? I think of Paul saying, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. God chose the wrong person when he chose me. I have no qualifications in this. 
and I'm, I'm a mess. My sins are laid out in front of the world because I talk about them. And yet God has used my, this jawbone of an ass to do his will. To me, that's proof there is a God because there's no other explanation for this. None. And when I say that, I bet right now there are a whole bunch of people at home thinking the same thing about themselves. You know, we, we look and see what we've done in our life and we're going, how did God redeem that? But he does. And we'll never even know how many people. I mean, how many people is Rick Hunter led to Jesus? The answer is we'll never know. And after we're dead, your work will still be going. Which, what influencer can say that? I mean, that's just... It's just absolutely humbling and amazing. It's because what, what Jesus is, is doing in us individually and, and, and we, you know, going back to, not going back, a house church emerging you know, in, this, in this time, uh, um, especially emerging not as a result of a church growth institute, mm-hmm. but emerging because the times demanded it and the pliability with God allowed it you know, to happen. And then people, and especially those that are on the channel that have committed to our safe harbor or those that are coming on a guest, mm-hmm. them saying that I'm getting here was feeding me, you know, and we now have the technology to be able to keep feeding and pushing along and finding out ways. Okay, now how, how does God's growth show up where you physically are? And then, but remember, in your prayers and everything else, you may be praying and working on something here that God is using the results for over there. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so people, so we can't get discouraged because we're working and we're praying and I, I don't, I'm not getting better. I don't see the situation getting there. But you, prayer and answer are not a one-on-one. You, you know, raise God. They, 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 are, they are not. You're, you're giving yourself to God with your prayers and your work. And God uses that energy in the spiritual realm, and he may be dealing with a problem and something in another part of the country. And it may be, you may never know, but, but it, sometimes you'll hear something and say, I remember thinking and work, you know, mm-hmm. and this is that. But, that. but that's what it means to commit yourself to what, to what God is doing. You know, you, you see some and you move with it. Um, we quoted from and read back in Isaiah, you know, Isaiah w- was one of the, the main books for justice, yes. you know, um, um, out of the writings of the First Testament. You know, that, Isaiah is, is um, and, and literally first, second, and third Isaiah, because yeah. literally the way they're broken down, but, which is strategically important, because what we're looking at right now was, was an issue at that point in time. And so you said, well, what thousands of years in the future? And, and this is being quoted and we're talking about it and mm-hmm. saying this is what it's doing, which means we're still on this journey that started back then, you know, and how God maneuvers it and what he's doing is, is what he brings us into his family for, you know, for his honor, for his glory, for his kingdom, and to live this out and to move forward. And so I may not see a certain country, a certain part of the world developed totally like I would want it to. 
you know, but I am allowed to see and be a part of what God is doing, which is vastly more than I could ever do by my myself. Yes. Uh, um, and even you had mentioned um, Bill Gates and they, they do his foundations so they do fantastic stuff yeah. around the world. Yeah. And even with all of that, as I as you mentioned and I thought back, you know, he, he realizes that I can't. I can't do enough. I, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing this, and I'm going to keep on doing it. But it requires more, more than this. Okay. And so, if, so, so, how do I get into that that same stream with somebody that can do that? See, just on that side, I'm not talking about a faith thing. And realizing that when that when I come in this with God, when God brings me into His family, when I walk into it, I'm in that stream. Yes. I'm now. In, in that stream, and I'm a part of that, although I may not feel connected with the other people in it, and it may just be because I'm not connected with the people in it. And so you, but you're in the stream, and your heart and your spirit and your mind, you know, and for, and for what God is doing and for humanity, this existential concern to really become a, 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 a vast forward thing going, you, you know, you're working toward it. And we believe that God and his justice is doing that. I, very much so. And yes, Isaiah, and if, if you don't want to read all of Isaiah, read Amos, because those are both justice, so, uh, just amazing. Um, but you used a word, and we've got just a couple minutes left, that I, I really like. I've not heard it for a long time. You said pliable. What is the role of personal flexibility when it comes to this? You know, um, are we willing to be bent? Are we willing to change the way we've served God before? Are we willing to be led into new places? Do you want to address anything about flexibility in a couple minutes? Or? It's up to I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you know, it, it's um, the 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 being pliable and allowing God to mold us is to, is to constantly allow the Spirit of God that's leaving, leading us, to confirming us, sharing with us, you know, helping us understand truth, is to keep allowing ourselves to be molded forward you know, into where the spirit is, is going. You, had, you know, mentioned, I think, your, your, your dad earlier, you know, and the way that he looked at truth mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it took, and, and, and your story is replicated so many times. Um, and many of those times you never realized until you got in a situation and said something about it. And somebody came in after church and said that I thought you were talking about my family and yes. I thought you were talking yes. about my dad and I thought yeah. you were talking about me. And then the pliable thing is, is not just, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, but your willingness to be able to embrace it, you know, and, and move. Because if, if we're not pliable, then we become ineffective, inefficient, and irrelevant, okay? And that's one thing that we're seeing in churches today. I'm, I know you've been to congregations, I've been to congregations that w- at one time built a building that would seat 1,300 people, 1,400 people. There are 50 people in there, mm. you know, right now and have been for the last 
50 years doing the exact same thing, the exact same kind of way, telling us that God has his hand on us, you know, and if this is God's will, and, and they just run a thing down instead of saying, are we asking the right questions? Mm-hmm. You know, are we doing it? Or instead of saying, you know what? If I haven't been looking at this correctly, or if I have been, and I know I need to adjust some of the things to it, being willing to go through the process. Um, how many people have said to me, how did, how did you learn this? How did you get to understand this piece over here? What, what book did you read? And I said, I, this is not a one book thing. This, right. is, this has been a, a, a journey thing because you start picking up, you put it together, but most of all, it becomes the spirit of the Lord impressing your heart to the point where you say, okay, I've got to act on this, you know, and that's when you enter into that pool where, where, where you say, you know what, you know, Lord, if you need me, I, I want to be in the starting five using a basketball analogy. I don't want to be on the bench, mm-hmm. you know, and so whatever it takes for me to be in this game, you use me. Well, you're going to go up against some stuff out here and I know I don't understand all that I'm going to be going against, but I want to be in the game. I want to be there. Use me. Let me learn. And and you go through those those challenges and and struggles, Um, but you stay pliable. Um, And you notice that stuff hurts, but it doesn't break, you know. Your spirit gets down, but you never get to the point of saying, I knew there was no God. So you you go through that, and that's really important. Sounds great. And we'll leave it there and move on next week to uh, the next parable and probably get through a few of them since we've got it now started, our, our concept of how we do this. Thank you for being with us, and we'll see you next time.